Hello and welcome to Will Run For, a podcast for running, beer, travel, food, and anything else we want to talk about. I'm your host, Tom, and with me are Aaron. Hi. Michael. Hello. And Diana. Hey, hey. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about what we're running for this week. We're going to share some listener feedback we're very excited about. Um, Then in our main segment, we're going to hear about Diana's running journey. Michael will then introduce a new Would You Rather, and we will finish things up by sharing something awesome with uh, you, our listeners. So let's just open it up. How's everybody's training been? So I had a little bit of a hiccup on Saturday. So we, I was going to go out. I was going to do four, maybe five miles, and I get not even a mile into my you know, my, my first little leg. And I literally fell down a hill and twisted my ankle and had to like stop my run completely and limp back to the car. So I'm going up for a run tomorrow. I can let my leg recover, my ankle recover for a couple of days. And, um, yeah, so, so that was me. (laughs) So you're concerned about me and my trail running. And then you went out onto the road and took a nosedive by yourself. Um, well, Tom was like 20 feet behind me, so we watched it happen. Um, <laughs> it was in slow motion. It was, it was, oh my, my heart broke and it was kind of adorable. And then she was just like, How? I'm hurt. Oh and did you help her up or did you leave her on the ground like Michael left me? What? No, I helped her up and we limped back to the car because then now I had an excuse to not keep running. Oh, I was like, you can keep going. I'll like walk back to the car. It's fine. And he's like, no, no, I'll go with you. <laughs> I'm chivalrous that way. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what happened. It was, I don't know. It was, we were running around the lake. So technically it was kind of traily. It was paved though. So I have no excuse. I don't know what, what I did. Yeah, I don't no know reason. if I like my knee buckled because I don't have an ACL anymore. Or if I mm, stepped off right. the curb, I don't know what happened, but I fell. <laughs> um, personally for me, I'm just keeping my move streak going, um, <clears throat> continuing to run a mile nice. at least each day. Um, we joined a training group. The, what Diana was talking about that run was with the um, charm city run training group out of Columbia, Maryland. So um, at least that'll give us some structure and some motivation to keep moving. So that's what I'm running for. I mean, that's what I've been doing. Uh, we did a 50 K last week. Uh, as you know, we're training for this ridiculous hundred K that Michael planned for us in July. So we, you know, are building our miles. So we did our, our one big week where we did a 50 I had signed up for a virtual one um, so that I would be motivated for it. Uh, I will say that signing up for virtual races makes things a little difficult because it's a different mental challenge. When things get tough, you just want to quit. And like when there's not a finish line and a medal at the end, it's a different type of race day. So that was um, very interesting and very challenging. Mm-hmm. I think I almost quit about 800 times during the entire <laughs> run <laughs> saying, oh, well, I could just do this another day. Like, this isn't my day. I could try again. Yeah. Virtual uh, one rounds are just like full of excuses. Yeah. I yeah. Like, I have nothing but excuses. Yeah. So that was tough, but we got through that one. I wasn't even signed up for anything virtual. I just did it. 
actually, if he hadn't been there and said, no, we're going out for the last 10 miles, I think I would have quit. But he kept forcing the issue that we were going to go back out after we stopped at the car to re... As like uh, an aid station. Yeah, Yeah. an aid station. Um, He was like, we're going. I was like, okay, I guess so. Uh, We got lost again. It was really buggy. Got eaten by bugs. It wasn't super fun. I got two tick bites. Um, And then we did a couple big hikes uh, up on the Appalachian Trail, too. So those are nice. Those are hard though, man. That trail is hard. Yeah. It is not like a walking trail. It is just rock after jagged rock after jagged rock after rock. Like miserable hours of just watching your feet every single step, like not even taking a break. It, it's it's a rough section. Yeah, and it's elevation. So we did. I think both times we've done the last two hikes have been over two thousand feet of elevation, and just being in flat South Jersey, we're just not used to that. So yeah. That was, you know, a little bit more difficult. Like on our 50K, we probably had 100 feet of elevation. <laughs> Versus <laughs> in 15 miles, we did. Uh, and then we didn't look at the elevation profile for the course we mapped. And the last two uh, miles were where most of the elevation yeah, it was. was. Super so it was steep. at the oh, very so cool. end. So that was super fun. Um, so anyway, quick show stuff. So we should be on almost every platform now. I think Stitcher's the only one I still have to get to. Um, so Apple, uh, Spotify, Google podcasts, all that stuff, uh, pod, whatever other podcatchers podcast. there are. I don't know. There's a middle, a million <laughs> of podcatchers, pocket casts, uh, all that stuff. Yeah. We're on all those, uh, stitchers. I think one of the last <laughs> ones that I have to do, um, YouTube, we are on YouTube. The audio shows go up there and we're also going to be trying to do some live bonus episodes once a month on there. So you'll want to subscribe to the YouTube the YouTube channel, which I can uh, I'll post the link in there. And uh, you know, if you're on Apple Podcasts, of course, five star reviews would be great. Uh, we had three this week. I'm not gonna lie, one was for me. So like, guys, <laughs> we need we need more five star reviews. We had one from Matt. We had one from NCS88. Whoever that is, I'm not sure. Hopefully. They left that, a nice that's review. Nicole. Oh, there you go. Oh. Yeah. So, thanks, Nicole. Uh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, we had a couple of five star reviews. Thank you. And uh, if other people could leave them, that would be great. So, all right. Cool. So, what are we all running for this week? Well, for me, well, since I, um, I fell and hurt my ankle, I've been treating myself with cookie dough straight from the tube. So, I've been running <laughs> so oh, that awesome. I can eat that. <laughs> Um, I was running away from bugs, so I'm running for no more bugs the rest of the summer because I'm staying out of the New Jersey Pinelands until whenever. Yes, please. Uh, I ate a half pound uh, bacon cheeseburger on Saturday night because we've been doing a lot of miles and I've been craving like a big juicy burger. So I made myself a half pound bacon cheeseburger on Saturday night. And that's what I ran for. I think a burger is like my favorite after running meal. It's like Mm -hmm. a burger and a beer is perfect. That's always my post race. That sounds delicious. So for me, um, I was clicking around Facebook and one of my friends um, liked this event which was called Race Across Maryland. <clears throat> it's a virtual challenge. And so I was just curious. So I looked into it and it's basically, um, it's a virtual challenge, like I said, but it's 250 miles over 60 days. So starting on Monday, uh, yesterday, I have to average, I guess, four miles a day, which, you know, 
it's a little intimidating, but we also, we walk the dog quite frequently. So if I get my run in with this and then with this new training group, we'll, we'll be doing some long runs on the weekends and then also several dog walks. I should be able to average that and hit this goal. Um, but it's really just anything that'll give me that motivation to keep moving. Um, I'm pretty excited about, so yeah, it's race across Maryland, 250 miles, 60 days. And my legs are already tired. I'm loving how some of those uh, <laughs> challenges are. But yeah, 125 miles a month is pretty solid. Those yeah. are solid months, yeah. especially in uh, June and July or July and August, <laughs> whenever it is. That'll Yeah, all those races are coming out with all the virtuals. Those the, are good. Big, yeah. yeah, they're fun. It's, it's good to keep you motivated. Notice how I didn't sign up for that. We're in the same house. We do a lot of running together. He's like, I'm going to sign up for this. Are you interested? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm doing the Tennessee one, and uh, he didn't sign up for that either. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we're going to move into some feedback. We've been uh, really loving all of the feedback we've been getting. We've been excited to see everyone sharing and commenting on all of our content uh, that we have posted on Facebook and Instagram. If you don't already follow us, uh, you can go to Will Run or at Will Run for Podcasts on both Instagram and Facebook. Uh, make sure you're tagging us in your runs. Hashtag us at hashtag Will Run for Podcast uh, so that we can share what you guys are out there doing and cheer you on. Um, some of the feedback we did get last week, uh, we have Megan who said that she was running for beer and donuts on Facebook. And then we, she also left us a comment on Instagram to tell us how much she's been loving our show. So we really appreciate that, Megan. Uh, go review us on Apple podcast <laughs> so that other people can find us too. <laughs> nice. Join me in reviewing us, please. <laughs> Ken said that he was running for sanity last week on Instagram. Uh, Kate has been sharing a lot with us. She's been posting and tagging us. She was actually our very first tag on Instagram, which we were very excited about. She was out there getting her miles in. She said Diana was inspiring her. It's great to hear. We love that. Um, and then on Facebook this week, she said that she's running because she wants to be a good role model for her boys. Uh, she's got an almost three-year-old and she's enjoying their track days together and she's really loving it so that's really awesome i mean i feel like that's a great reason to get out there kids are really uh, a great motivation to keep yourself healthy you want to you know be there for your kids so we're really excited for you kate and then we had dean on instagram who said he's running for cheesesteak wraps which Ooh, that's solid <laughs> That is pretty solid. I mean, I run for food all the time. Um, and then he also commented that he's joining Tom and doing the race across America. Uh, sorry, race across Maryland, uh, doing the hundred mile challenge. Tom, upgrade it. You're doing three grand now, three thousand miles. <laughs> <laughs> race across America. Yeah. yeah no, sorry. The race across Maryland. Yeah, that's awesome. Isn't that what Forrest Gump did? Didn't he just run across yeah. America? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> There was a guy who just did it with his name. He called himself real life Forrest Gump or something. He had only run one marathon before and then did the run across the country. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, it was pretty cool. It was interesting. Yeah, people are insane. Let's see what else we have. So it looks like Dale underscore A. He was out there running and maybe swimming. And he just did that so he could listen to us. I don't know why you put yourself through that just to listen to us. But thanks. Well, the swimming part comes from because on his uh, Strava post that he posted to us, he, uh, the, the, you know how sometimes the GPS gets off? 
So it looked like one of the lines went straight through some water. So oh my god! Like he was right through the middle of a right lake. Right through yeah. the middle of a lake. So. I mean, you know, he could be walking on water. Who knows? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that explains. I don't it. know why it does that. Sometimes I'll have mine on when I'm at the gym and I'm on the elliptical, and it'll just look like my GPS had like a seizure, and I'm like yeah, in the middle of the highway, <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> Too funny. Um, Nicole, she also tagged us on Instagram. She was out there doing her Rona run streak. So she's been trying to, you know, I think at least a mile every day while she's been in quarantine. Dirk Feelgood on Instagram. That sounds like a porn name. Is that a porn name? <laughs> Could be a porn name. <laughs> totally it's a, a porn nasty name. Nasty name. So Dirk Feelgood on Instagram, he story that he was running first thing in the morning to help with the stress of the day. I love that. He also mentioned, um, that he needs to learn to slow down on his runs after hearing Aaron talk about um, when you're starting out and you're you're running a little bit too fast. So look at that, Aaron. You're actually giving some advice. Who knew? I, I have Aaron. never had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Angie, um, she's out in um, near Chicago, and she was listening to our last podcast. She was really excited to start looking for a new race whenever those come around again. And then she also um, she challenged. Uh, Michael, a little bit on his urine fact about how <laughs> yes. sweat is urine. Yes. So. Right. There's not technical urine in sweat. It is similar ingredients. Oh, you nerds. <laughs> fact <just> check. <laughs> yes, we got fact checked. And, <laughs> I love it. And then um, Amanda from New Jersey. Um, I know she's one of Aaron's really good friends. And she was talking about running in Baltimore and said it was like running with Aaron and uh, she's still finding inspiration in your journey. And I love that. And then um, I think she was also with Tom um, and Aaron when they were on their first fun run. And um, she said that Lake Montebello is still her favorite. So run in Baltimore with Tom and Aaron. Uh, that's, we, that's when I that's when I told her that Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, oh <laughs> also owned Lake Montebello. <laughs> and so it's Dave Montebello Thomas. Yes. That's is amazing. His real name. Yes. Uh, I feel like she ate it up. Yes. But that was the, that, that was, was pretty amazing. Amazing. <laughs> oh God. People hang on every word that Tom says. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, we did have a couple of emails. Uh, one from uh, one Mr. Jamie Hill from Kannapolis, North Carolina. Uh, we used to uh, actually do a podcast together about Deadliest Catch. Um, then I fired him. <laughs> and uh, no, that actually that didn't i didn't fire him just kidding <laughs> but no jamie and i used to do a podcast about that at catch uh just a, a good human being uh he's running for himself for his health for his family uh he just had weight loss surgery and he was asked to exercise about 60 minutes a day so he started walking adding in a little couch to 5k and now he goes out on his own um he's down to about an average of a 14 minute mile doing about oh, wow. three and a half miles now so i, I yeah i've been watching him there on the strava getting it going he's killing it it's hot down there so it's hard to get yeah, out there absolutely but yeah he's just running for himself you know and health and his family that's and probably so the beach awesome. boys he's probably also running for the beach boys but <laughs> that's a different story um <laughs> and also we had an uh, email from sean aka karate chop he is running for the return to some normalcy to the local trails. Um, things are starting to open in Massachusetts, so the trails are getting a little less busy. Hikers are less stressed, and he's enjoying his time out there. So uh, 
It's hoping we learn to coexist and settle into the new normal we have. And, uh, you know, nice to see friendly waves out there again. Now, like when he's out on the trails, it's not leisurely running. He's the kind of person who bangs out like crowns on Strava segments and hunts oh, down. God. Yeah, hunts down the local leaderboards and takes fools out. Yeah, so. he's, he's tagged us a few times <laughs> yeah. on his uh, runs. Or if you follow his stories um, on Instagram, you, you'll see him running like seven minute miles pretty regularly pretty consistently oh my God. on the trail and on trails yeah, yeah. on trails so you know and he's my age no big deal yeah no big deal so uh yeah we like we were a little overwhelmed with how much feedback we got this week actually like on the uh, especially on social media and stuff emails pretty easy to keep track of but um i think we got to do a little better on the instagram does a lot of tags and stuff we probably missed so uh we appreciate it keep doing it We'll keep an eye out for it and uh, learn that we have to watch a little closer, apparently, because it was a, a lot of uh, interaction going on. So it was really awesome. Yeah, I forgot that stories go away. Yeah, you only have 24 hours. <laughs> I only have yeah. 24 hours to look for stories. Yeah. So I know I missed a couple. I know we were tagged a couple times. It's very exciting. Thank you, guys. We yep. really appreciate it. All right. So let's move to our main topic this week. Um, we're going to continue getting to know our hosts. And this week, we're going to hear from Diana. So, Diana, I hope you're ready. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know me. I like to talk about myself, but not usually when I'm put on the spot to do so. Um, I just like to naturally move the conversation. <laughs> towards me, but when I have to do it, it's, it's a little intimidating. Um, <laughs> so... Um, really my running journey. I mean, I would say, I think everyone kind of has those stories where they say, well, in high school, I did this in high school. I was a runner. Um, I played baseball when I was a kid. I played soccer when I was a kid. Um, I didn't do any of that. I never played a sport. I never did anything athletic in my life. I would say when I was in middle school, I was, uh, you know, I started to get a little overweight. Um, you know, didn't have the greatest self-esteem, um, you know, wasn't athletic and really funny that, you know, the, the, the chubby girl becomes the self-deprecating humor girl. I think, I think there's a correlation there. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it all stems, it all stems from me being chubby at middle school, but I was never really athletic. And, um, I remember even in high school, when we'd have to run the mile, I would make up excuses to get out of running the mile, or I'd be defiant and I'd just walk. I had no interest. And, you know, over the years I, I gained and I lost a lot of weight. And then in about probably 2014 or so, that's where I started to really start to think about my health. So in uh, 2014, I turned 30. And I think that was kind of one of a big kind of turning points in my life. I was just kind of looking back. Um, at my career, it was getting a little bit stalled. I was kind of unmotivated. I was probably the heaviest I'd ever been. I'd just gone through a breakup maybe the year before. So I was just kind of like the saddest sack in the world, right? At that point in time, <laughs> where I was like, I need, <laughs> I need to do something um, to, to really get me motivated. And I actually didn't start with running. I started with Zumba. Oh, and cool. I started doing Zumba. And uh, the thing about me is I'm, I'm not super coordinated. I mean, you guys heard I, I fell earlier today, um, but I'm also <laughs> short, so I can't see. So no matter like what, what was going on in Zumba, I was always like right at the front next to the girl because I couldn't see what was going on. 
So it'd be like right at the front of the class, like half a step off from everyone. <laughs> That's what I look like when I do Zumba also. Just, so I feel you. Just ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, I mean, at that point in time, I mean, I would go to the gym and I'd be wearing like, I don't know, like basically sweatpant material pants oh, and yeah. giant cotton t-shirts mm-hmm. and just the world's worst sports bras, <laughs> like just a hot mess. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I started doing Zumba and then I started walking on the treadmill and then I started running on the treadmill. Um, and I wasn't even sure like what I was supposed to be doing. Like I would pump the the treadmill up and get to like, I don't know, a four, which is basically a fast walk and be thinking, I'm dying. This is as fast as anyone can ever run. Why? <laughs> Why like who would need to go faster than this? Um, so it took me, it took me a long time to get up to it. And um, I talked a couple of girlfriends into doing the Annapolis beer run in 2014. So that, that same year, I think I started you know, working at the beginning of the year, by the time, you know, the middle of the year hit, I said, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a 5k and it's beer related. So I was able to talk Mm -hmm. friends into doing it. So that was really my, my first experience. It was rainy. I was like, well, they're obviously going to cancel the race because it's raining. I had no (laughs) idea that races even still went on in the rain. Um, (laughs) I remember that. I didn't know that either. I was like, what? People go out and they run in the rain? Why (laughs) would they do that? Who runs in the rain? (laughs) Who runs in the rain? So I legit had like, I think like a raincoat on. I put my race shirt on, I think over my raincoat because I was like, well, I guess everyone wears these. That's why they're giving it. (laughs) Had you run that distance when you signed up for that? Um, I think. I don't know if I'd run up to three. I probably had run up to three because I didn't realize that you don't train up to the distance you run. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I probably had run three, um, but I started um, doing intervals. So I got really into um, really the, the Jeff Galloway oh, yeah. way of running where I run intervals. So over the years, I've played a lot with my intervals. Um, you know, I think when I started, I was doing run a minute, walk a minute, um, which right now to me is miserable because you're yeah. walking way too long. <laughs> um, that is but, a long interval walk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's what I could do. So that was really my first experience. And then I started doing, you know, some color runs. I started doing some mud runs. And I actually met two of my very best friends today in that Zuma class, Nikki and Nicole. And I kind of call them my my running fairy godmother. So <laughs> they actually really got me into running. So my my group of friends, my my kind of core group of friends that I've had since college, I got them to do that Annapolis beer run with me, but it was like nothing ever again. They were like, that was great, <laughs> that was Diana. Great. <laughs> See you later. That was fun. Um, yeah. So I then I didn't yeah. really have anyone to run with. <laughs> um which I found out is really motivating to actually have someone to run with. Um, So I met these girls in Zumba and they actually invited me to do a turkey trot within that year. So that really got me into, into running the, the bug kind of bit me. I signed up in 2015. I kind of made myself a goal. Hey, I'm going to do at least a 5k every month. And Aaron, that's what you did as well, right? Yep. Cause I feel like, having something to like look forward to and and um have something on your schedule kind of forces you to continue <coughs> running in between 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think at that point I started like losing weight and I was Mm -hmm. feeling good and I had new friends um, and I was meeting people. And um, I started getting into the Disney races. So uh, 2015, I did my first 10K ever down at Disney princess half marathon weekend. I was too scared to sign up for the half marathon. Okay. (laughs) So I did the 5k and the 10k. I was like, no, I don't think I can ever do a half. That's just insane to me. Why would I ever do that? Well, um, it is a huge leap, like from 5k's (laughs) to a half, like mentally, that's a really big leap and big hurdle. But you did the 5k and the 10k. So you did a back to back race weekend yes. okay so that's i mean that's pretty, still pretty yeah. yeah i mean that's pretty big jump even just going from 5ks to doing a back-to-back race yeah absolutely and and i was down there and I, I was with my good friend caitlin and we did like a girls weekend and um she ran the 5k but she didn't ran, run the 10k with me and i i got up early and i like left and i, I went by myself and um, my friends nikki and nicole were there and and they had kind of run separately or, or you know stayed separately so i kind of met up with them at the beginning of the race and we were taking pictures and stopping for photo stops and i'll never forget nikki and i stopped for a print uh, photo with minnie dressed as a princess and Aww. the only time you can <laughs> ever see that is at princess half marathon yeah. weekend and we waited in line too long. So the uh, the balloon ladies had actually passed us when we were in line. So I'm thinking, oh, God, this is my first 10K. And it's not even going to count because I'm going to get swept. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, we should talk about what the balloon ladies are. Yes. Because so, they were um, mentioned uh, in our last podcast. And uh, we had a couple questions about what they were. So, Diana, what is a balloon yeah, lady? Absolutely. So the, the balloon ladies, they are at Disney races. They are the last people to leave the last corral. Um, they carry balloons so people know who they are. And they're basically the pacers for the race. They, unofficially. The unofficial pacers yeah. for the race. So they walk, what is it, a 16-minute mile? I think it's 16. 16. It's a 16 yep. Yeah. Yep. So they're walking a 16-minute mile. And basically, if you get too far behind them, um, you'll actually get swept off the course. So um, they're very scary. People are very scared of them. Yes, um, they even are. though they're the nicest people in the world, <laughs> yes, they, they are. are. <laughs> they actually really are. <laughs> but people like scream at them and you yeah. know, like stay away. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and people track them on their on, mm-hmm. on Strava yeah. so yeah, they know kind of if you're how in- far back they are and how much time they have. So yeah, if you're into the Disney races, you know their names, you know who they are, you know how to track them, and you know when they start. <laughs> So you also know when, how, how far ahead of you are and in the marathon, how much fun you get to have, because at the marathon, you ru- you ride roller coasters and you drink beer and stuff. So you got to make sure you're giving yourself enough cushion. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So they had passed us and I was freaking out. So that was kind of the goal. We got our photo, we got our photo and then we basically sprinted to catch up and pass the balloon ladies. So I had a stitch in my side. I thought I was going to die, but this was my first 10 K ever. And even though it's Disney and I still would have gotten a medal, like I wanted in my brain to really know that I had done this, that I had accomplished it, um, that I put in all the work and I trained for it. Um, and the next day happens and it's the half marathon. And I had a couple friends that were doing it. Um, and I just had FOMO the entire day. I was like, well, maybe I could have done it. I think I might've been able to, 
that six miles wasn't so bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Maybe I should have done it. This is how it all happens to runners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so familiar. What a familiar story. Yep. So, yeah, so I was like, God, why didn't why didn't I just do it? I, you know, I, I was beating myself up for it. Um, so it, when it went on sale. I actually registered for the Avengers half marathon out Ooh. in Disneyland oh. later that year. And, and that was my first half marathon. Nice. And I was so disappointed that weekend, even though, you know, it was great. It was Avengers themes. I got my pictures with Captain America and Thor and I dressed as Baymax and I had an I'm not fast shirt on. And it was so great. Um, I didn't get my coast to coast medal. And I was like disappointed at that. So mm. it wasn't just that like, okay, great. I got my half marathon. But then, you know, the bug had bit yep. me. And it was, well, I didn't get coast to coast. I didn't get all of the medals that were possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at Disney, you can get like uh, with with the challenges and with like dopey or yeah with race, dopey. you can get or the coast to coast and all that kind of stuff and what light side dark side you can get all kinds of extra medals and yeah, stuff yeah with the four races for dopey you get six medals because you yeah. get the goofy medal and the dopey medal so yeah absolutely when i found that was really motivating to me so these these different challenges mm -hmm. um really became what one of my main drivers yeah. so um I'll just say a little bit about my my first half marathon. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> it was hot. Um, it was the first time my hands had actually swollen, like gotten swelled up while I was running. <laughs> so I looked down at my fingers at one point during the race. I've got little sausages. And I started crying because I didn't understand what was happening. I was like, I'm going to die. This isn't normal. And somebody next to me was like, no, that's totally normal. That happened. <laughs> Well, I remember I remember because that was my first time to Disneyland. So I went to cheer you on. Um and I, I feel like you texted me or something and you were like, My my hands are swollen and I might die or something like that. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, dramatic. I can't help you. <laughs> Diana, Not dramatic at all. I feel like there's a recurring theme between the two of us where we cry a lot during races. <laughs> oh yeah. I definitely cry a lot. Um and it was my first time in Disneyland. So I'd been to Disney World a hundred times. I was a CP. So I did the college program. I worked down there. Um, but this is my first time in Disneyland. And I'm an idiot. So instead of doing my time in the parks after the race, mm -hmm. like a normal person should do, I did it before. So oh, my feet hurt when I was in the corral for the, <laughs> the half marathon. So I remember after the race... I was like stepping off curbs and like basically falling down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like every step I took, I had like tears in my eyes. I I almost made Tom rent me a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Uh, yeah, that first time you do like a distance like that, you really, really, if you, you know, for, for those of us who got into running later, you, you definitely really feel it when you kick up that distance. Yeah. I mean, yeah. every single time you go down a stair like, or ah. a curve or anything, <laughs> everything just hurts. I was like, is this what your body's supposed to feel like? But I remember the, the one piece of advice everyone gave me was you're going to want to sit and do nothing after your mm -hmm. race. Mm -hmm. Don't sit and do nothing after your race. Just keep like that going. was the one piece of advice yeah. everyone gave keep me. Keep your legs loose. That, keep moving. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, so that the the next day 
I wouldn't want to kill myself that, that the next day would feel a little bit better. And then the day after that would feel a little bit better Mm -hmm. because I just didn't sit like a lump, but, um, I was feeling really good. I was so nervous about that half marathon distance. I signed up for every race possible to try to register for that and just going like incrementally up in distances. So I signed up for a couple of 10 milers, you know, the, the Baltimore 10 miler, the Annapolis 10 miler. Um, I got really addicted to challenges. So I did the B3 challenge in Baltimore, which is the Kelly street, 5k, the soul of the city, 10k. And the Charles Street 12. Um, oh, wow. So, so it's like March, April, yeah. and then September. So you're kind of building your distance. So I thought that was great. Um, and I didn't know that was a thing. So I think I just signed up for Kelly Street and then later found out, oh, hey, there's this challenge associated with it. So I just upgraded to that. Um, and I just remember having a panic attack before the Charles Street 12 because it was the first furthest mm. distance I'd ever run. So I'd never done anything more than 10. Um, it's one of those races where you kind of bus or you get dropped off at the start line and then you run to a different destination and that's where your, your finish line is. It was the first race I ever had that. And I looked at Tom when he was leaving me because he, he, he got up at, you know, four <laughs> o'clock in the morning, me. <laughs> drove me up to the start line. And I said, Tom, like, what, what if I don't finish? What if I can't do this? And he just looks at me and he's like, well, just sit down on the curb and I'll come pick you up. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was thinking, well, yeah, I guess that's what I would do. Like that had never even crossed my mind. And when he said that, it was like, okay, well then it's not that bad if I can't finish because he'll just come get me. (laughs) Well, nowadays I always think to myself, especially on the big city ones, I'll just call Uber. No big deal. Yeah. Like make sure you have the Uber app. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I was losing a bunch of weight. I still wasn't super fast. I wasn't doing anything except running distance. I wasn't doing a lot of speed work. It was like I was following a training plan and the training plan was, you know, run 30 to 45 minutes on, you know, these couple of days. And if that took me two miles or four miles or three miles or however long that took me to do it in 45 minutes. I didn't care as long as it was mm-hmm. 45 minutes. And then however long it took me to do that distance. Um, and you were still running intervals. You're and I was still running the intervals and I still run intervals today. They are just different, but I was doing one in one intervals and I was, I was still very self-conscious um, even though I was healthier and I was feeling better, um, I did a lot of races with friends and, you know, 2015, 2016, but I didn't really want to run with anyone because I didn't want anyone to see me on a race course struggling because I struggle on some race courses. And for some reason in my head, I don't know, I just didn't want anyone to see me do that. So I, we would go to races together. We'd take pictures at the beginning. And for the longest time, I'd run with my friends and we'd all run our own races. And I was more self-conscious about how long they would have to wait for me at the finish line. So I had some friends um, that were way faster than I was. So they would finish 15 or 20 minutes before I would finish. And I remember getting to the, st- the finish line and being so happy I you know, I was able to finish and be able to do that and then immediately walk up to them and say, sorry, you had to wait so long. And mm. and they were never, they never gave me a hard time yeah. about it. They would just cheer me on. They were so great. But for some reason in my head, I was like, God, why, 
why would they want to do this? And I'd say, you guys can just like, when you finish, just leave. Mm -hmm. Like they weren't just standing around drink, getting a beer or getting like their bag of chips. Like (laughs) what else were they doing? Like other than like, they had nothing to do other than to wait for me. (laughs) (laughs) But they're your friends. They wanted to be there and cheer you on. I mean, I, I totally get that. I mean, it took me a little while to, to run with people also, maybe not for the exact same reasons, but I just think that when you start out running, you're not really sure you're self-conscious. I mean, for different reasons, maybe, but yeah, you, you, you just don't, you don't want to see, have other people see you or you don't want to slow other people down. Or what if you have a bad race? What if they have a great race? Mm -hmm. So I, I get that. But I mean, I always wait for my friends at the, the finish if, if they're running, that's, one thing I, I love doing. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, again, I was also running interval. So I was a little self-conscious about that as well. Like, um, my watch is telling me to walk, but like, are these people going to judge me because I'm walking right now? Mm. And I remember even thinking now on like a training run where I'd be like in a neighborhood and I'd be on a walk interval and like a car would be driving by and I'd be like, well, I should run so this car can see me running. <laughs> like they actually cared if I was running or walking. Like <laughs> so stupid. Um, but that's really the, the, the stuff that, that I was worried about. How did you get over that? I don't know. I think, I think it's that I started running with friends on training runs. Mm-hmm. So for the longest time when I was training for a lot of my races, I was running by myself. Um, I do kind of sh- maybe short runs with, you know, some friends and we talk and it'd be more of like a walk and talk. Um, but if I had to run 10 miles on Saturday, I was going out by myself and I was running 10 miles and no one was going to talk to me. And, you know, I'd, <laughs> I'd send a text letting people know I was alive or where I was going. Um, but I was going to go do that by myself. So um, I think starting to train with people really helped me with that um, and just doing more races with people. So Again, I got really addicted to the challenges. So I've done like King Crab in Baltimore, which is the Frederick Half Marathon, the Baltimore 10 Miler, and the Baltimore um, Half Marathon. Mm. Um, Baltimore's such a hard race. They call it Mini Boston. It's so challenging. <laughs> and that year I was running it for like speed rather than wow. a fun run. Ooh, on those hills, <laughs> so too. A lot of hills. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a, a lot of hills race. in Baltimore. Yeah. Didn't know, didn't know that. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, this sounds like a good idea. Um, and then I'd always felt kind of crappy on runs, like, but I always felt good afterwards. And Frederick was the first race that I had where I actually hit a wall. Was it? It wasn't just me complaining that ow, oh, my feet hurt or oh, my my hips are hurt or sore. Um, like I hit the mental wall at like mile four mm. of that half marathon, and I wanted to die. Um, <laughs> and I just remember my friends had to wait. I don't know. 45 minutes for me to finish. It was absurd. I would think it was like one of the last finishers of that race. And at that point I didn't care because I was so miserable. And maybe that, maybe that was the reason I stopped caring because at the end of that, I was like, I don't care how you guys feel. I just did that. And it was miserable. So you'll wait for me. (laughs) I feel like uh, the mental hurdles in races are like harder than the physical ones sometimes yeah or a lot almost all the time actually absolutely like the physical you can walk out like a cramp or you could like you know if whatever you get a blister you can kind of 
get past it and put it out of your head. But man, when when you start getting that mental break, oh, it's awful. Yeah, I would rather be in physical pain during mm-hmm. a race than mentally just broken down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about even with the virtuals. Like at that point, you don't even have the finish line. So you have to like really mentally, so to get through a race normally mentally is difficult. But then when you don't even have a finish line to go to, it's it's tough. Yeah, <laughs> it's miserable. <laughs> so do you um, remember your first race that you actually ran with people? So I'm trying to think. I think the first race I ran with people was probably, it might, it might have been my first shamrock that I Mm -hmm. ran with somebody. So I ran with my friend Chris during my first shamrock. Um, And that actually I think is still my half marathon PR. It was that terrible shamrock race uh, that poured raining and it was freezing rain and it was colder at the finish of the race than it was the start of the race. And wow. maybe that was why it is my PR because I just wanted it over so badly. <laughs> um, but <laughs> that was the one that sleeted and they like made shirts and everything. That was oh, like, yeah. I survived Shamrock. <laughs> yeah, I have an I survived Shamrock. Yes. I have like, I think I wore a poncho for 10 miles. Oh my God. Like 10 miles of that race I wore oh a poncho. And I think I finally took it off near the beach because it was so windy, like it was blowing in my face. <laughs> so I think that's why, but I ran with him. He said he didn't care how fast I ran that he just wanted someone to commiserate with because it was so miserable. And and he's way faster than I am. My friend Chris, he's, he's done Ironman. He's, you know, just a total like badass basically. And, um, I was like, are you sure you're going to do this with me? And I think after that point, I got more and more comfortable, more and more comfortable doing that. Um, And then just not caring what people think. So uh, just having those conversations when you're talking to other runners and you're talking about, well, I had a bad run or I had a great run. Everyone has had that experience. And I think really one of my biggest turning points was training for dopey. And that's when I realized that miles are miles, even if they're garbage miles. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So when I'd have to go out and run 18, 19, 20 miles, um, I didn't care how fast I was doing those miles as long as they got on my feet. And Mm -hmm. I was training with a group of friends. And at some point during that training, one of us would have a terrible run. So three of us would be feeling good or two of us would be feeling good. And the other one would just have kind of a breakdown. And we'd say, that's fine. We'll switch it up. We'll switch our intervals. We'll walk the rest of it. Um, and I think that really just got me more comfortable running with people. And now now it's honestly really hard for me to not run with people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I've gotten to that point. Um, and even learning to, to have fun. Uh, my My thing has always been... Disney races are for fun. Every other race was a challenge for me. So when I was running in Disney, I said to myself, I'm going to get my money's worth. I'm going to stop for every character stop. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take silly pictures. I'm going to dress in costume. Um, 
I love it. And, you know, I did finally get my coast to coast and I, I did get the castle to Chateau challenge, which is the Disneyland Paris and, you know, uh, a United States based Disney race. So I was doing all these challenges and having all these fun runs. And that's, I think when I really started to run with people, it was when I started to do that outside of Disney where I think I, I kind of had that mindset change. Um, and I think it was one of the first ones I ran with you, Aaron. I, I know we weren't really friends, quote unquote, <laughs> friends then. Um, but Bird in Hand, I did that with a group of people. And I remember um, getting there and, and I was part of this running group and hadn't really talked to anybody, hadn't really met anyone other than online. And um, I was still really self-conscious about my pace. And when I found out oh, there's a group of people and they're going to fun run it and they're going to do 30-30 intervals. I thought, well, I don't really run 30-30 intervals, but I'm willing to try yeah. um, <laughs> so I can hang out with these people. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I'd met them like, I don't know, the night before and said, <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, that was Is a really fun race, though. That was, a, that was a <laughs> That was a big group race and, and everyone there was so friendly and it didn't really matter what you were running. You could find somebody who was, who was running whatever you wanted to do. And, um, I think that's the fun part about group running is you can always find people who are willing to do what you're, you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think just, just as far as my, my journey has gone, I've, I've definitely, gotten more mature. I've learned a lot more. Um, like I said, when I first started, I wasn't doing speed work. I was just going out for distance. But in the last couple of years, that's really, really where I've tried to, I don't want to say refine, because if you look at me, it's a hot mess still, but really <laughs> like, <laughs> really try a little bit harder. So I've worked on my speed work. I've done track workouts. I joined a training group through Charm City Run. Um, I don't know, four years ago. And I just love it. We run Wednesday nights and we run Saturday mornings. And um, I don't know when I only really run with them for the track workouts or, or when we're doing speed work or when we're doing hill work. And then we'll go out and we'll run on our own and I'll kind of put my headphones in and run my own race um, or run my own training run. But just having that that little bit of of extra push, I think, helps me a lot. <laughs> So um, I went through all of dopey training. I ran my first marathon. That was terrifying. I think we already told the story of me drinking. Oh, that's, course. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, that's such a like a huge step, though. Like how <laughs> like to go from a half to a because you had done a few halves, correct? Yeah, I had done. And I think if somebody asked me and Aaron probably told me to do this as homework to actually count how many um, <laughs> half marathons I'd run because I know she did that. Um, but, <laughs> but I have literally no idea how many halves I've run. I don't know. It's been dozens. And we were actually at the Disneyland Paris race um, where I decided to do Dopey. Mm. And we'd seen someone on the course and started talking to her. And she said, well, I've done dopey. And she looked like me. Like she didn't look super athletic. She didn't look like the fastest runner in the world. And she said, well, I've done dopey. And I think later that night we were out drinking at a bar and I looked at everyone. I said, what do you guys think about dopey next year? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Of course, 
of course we were drinking and I said, well, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. So I always say that I decided to do my first marathon at a bar in Paris. And it wasn't even a first marathon. It was the dopey challenge. Yeah. It was a 5k, a 10k, a half and a full over four days. Yeah. So yeah. You went big. I went <laughs> most big. People, big. Yeah, most yeah. people just do like, oh my gosh, it's a marathon. Nope. Diana goes all in. No. And I just kept thinking like, this is going to be the only marathon I ever do. So I need to do dopey because I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> Oh, there you go. And do you believe that still? No, because we want to do Dopey again in 2023. 2023, right? I I will say, though, that um, while you were Dopey training, you were very dedicated to that training. And, you know, if you think about it, like running is the great equalizer because um, you can't fake those miles. You cannot fake the miles on your feet. If you do not physically prepare um, for your body to be able to take that much you know, beating. Yeah. Um, you're, you're going to fail. And, and it is definitely more mental than it is physical, but the physical is absolutely there. So I remember when Diana was, um, was training for dopey, like it was, it was her religion. She, you know, eat, slept and breathed it. And, you know, I was, I was very impressed with, with how she did prepare for this event. Um, because it's, it's quite intimidating and, and I feel like I've unofficially kind of committed to doing it in, in 2023, mm-hmm. and I'm already terrified of it. This is not unofficial, Tom. <laughs> You're doing You're oh, doing it. it. I think it was Ugh. a blood, a blood this contract. A, yes, this is a blood contract that you and I signed that <laughs> I would do dopey if you did dopey in 2023. Well, some like for the longer, like, like dopey and stuff like that, what I... I think people maybe who um haven't run a longer distance or don't run a lot or whatever don't understand is it's a lot harder the people towards the back end of the race are putting out a lot more and have a lot more challenges than the people at the front end like yeah you have your elites obviously they're going to go off and blast it out and whatever they're going to blast it out in and then you're going to have your you know three you know your three to four hour people who are pretty solid runners and can get through it and maybe they'll hit like a mental wall. Maybe not, but you know, but when you have like, I'm not talking about the people who are stopping at every character stop and dragging it out for seven hours. Like some people in this room, um, <laughs> but I'm talking about people who are really grinding to get to the finish and giving it everything they have for yep. six hours, six and a half hours. That is hard. That is like yeah. running any kind of ultra. That is like, you know, you're going through everything. Like the speed doesn't matter. You're out there for, you know, over those four days, the last two days, you're probably out there for nine hours, just race time, let alone standing around in corrals, walking around afterwards, getting yeah, well, back that's to the what bus. That's what I was going to say. The, the thing about the back of the Packers too, is you're in the later corrals. So you're in Waiting the corral too, yeah. for a really long time. You don't even start until an hour to an hour and a half after the first corral goes off. So you've got that. Then on top of that, you are now starting later. So now you're into the heat of Florida and or... Depending on the weather. Yeah, yeah. depending on the weather, you're the years I've done it into the Florida heat of the day at like two o'clock in the afternoon, still out there. Uh, it's, it's tough to be out there for that long. Um, no matter whether yeah. or not you're running, no matter where you're running yeah. it. Yeah. But like specifically Disney say where you're doing it, the challenge, I mean, 
that is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Really, absolutely. really hard. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember I did Princess one year and I, I was taking a long time to finish. And I think I got a text from everyone like, you know, where where are you? Why I, I'm tracking you and now you're you're barely moving. And I had found this girl who was just like hard sobbing on the course. Um, and I was by myself. I was running my own race. I was um, I was dressed up as a character, taking lots of character stops, getting, you know, because that gives you a little bit of a race, a little bit of a break. And, and she was basically dying. So I was like, let I'll walk with you for as long as you need me to walk with you and just distract you. Yeah. And, you know, I started just That's asking awesome. her a bunch of questions. Where are you from? You know, uh, what's your favorite ride? Just anything to get her to stop thinking about it. Um, cause I've been there and yeah. I, I've needed someone <laughs> to talk to me while I was crying on a course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I think that's really what, and God, dopey train just sucks. I that's mean, a lot of time. 10 miles on a Saturday is fine, but 10 miles on like a Tuesday morning <laughs> before you go into work is just miserable. Uh, like, Oh God, it's so bad. <laughs> yep. And you really have to get out there five days a week regularly for like oh, yeah. training for dopey. I would say yeah. like at a minimum, you should be doing five solid days a week. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I was bad because, um, I had started doing some, like when I started running and started working out, I was doing other things. I was doing like body pump and I was still doing Zumba and I was mm -hmm. still doing like all these different types of activities. And when I was dopey training, I was like nothing but running. So, so I probably wasn't as, <laughs> you know, yeah. shape or as yeah. muscular as I needed to be because I was doing 100%. I was doing 100% cardio. Um, I did discover, though, everyone says that chocolate milk is like the best after run drink. Um, <laughs> I got into, you know, the, the dairy farmer and their propaganda saying that milk is the best thing. Well, I started to stop at McDonald's after my like 18 mile mm. runs and getting a chocolate milkshake. Oh, and yeah. that will outdo chocolate milk any of the day of the week it was so good i was like this is the perfect after run meal um i'm lactose intolerant michael is lactose intolerant that sounds miserable well well oh no God. the mcdonald's so one good. i don't think has any dairy in it i don't even think it's real <laughs> All right, no, so. no and i'm surprised that their their ice cream machine was even working so it's like hey, it, it's never working but I'm a huge proponent of chocolate milk. Oh. And if I have to be the lone supporter of chocolate milk, I will be. Oh. <laughs> Oof. I would puke. No, I do. I like, like chocolate I could, milk. I yeah. usually when we when we're like traveling for a distance race or um we usually go to a store the night before so that we have chocolate milk in our fridge when we get back to the hotel. Yeah. So So what do you have coming up? Do you have any races or anything? Any goals? So, so as far as goals, um, right now I'm just working on speed. I'm doing a lot of cross training right now. Uh, so in 2018, so 2018 was a pretty big year for me because I did dopey. And then four or five months later, I decided, well, I didn't decide. Tom decided uh, we were going to do a Tough Mudder, hmm. um, which is just just miserable. They electrocute I you. It is just. I should have known. There's no metal to the <laughs> headband. It was a mistake from the beginning. <laughs> although, although we did have a pretty clutch name. We had a team going up there. Um, I don't want to 
steal your thunder, Diana, but uh, the team was Muttery Nipples. <laughs> um, Did anybody you... get uh, dysentery? Uh, no. From but I'll let you tell the pieces. story, Diana. <laughs> all the no, but I am. Um... <laughs> I love mud runs. I love them. I love doing warrior dash. I love them all. Tough mudder is just too, a little too intense. Um, <laughs> so I was doing tough mudder. Um, and there's one kind of leg of the course where I, I don't even know what the distance is, but you have to carry someone for a half mile. I think it's a half mile or a quarter mile or something on your back. And then you swap and then they carry you for the rest of it. Well, the problem is that it was raining for about five days, <laughs> probably leading up to that. Oh, so um, I've got Nicole on my back. I'm trudging through the mud. My foot sinks in the mud. We start to fall over. She's still on me. We fall over and my leg stays in the mud oh. and my body has fallen over. And I completely tore my ACL. We heard it. Ow. We heard it snap. Oh, I said, <laughs> I think something broke. <laughs> oh. And they thought it was my ankle. So the poor lady, she comes over and she takes my shoe off. And I was like crying and freaking out. And then two minutes later, I was like, well, nothing hurts anymore. I think I think I just panicked. I, I think something I think I just panicked. So she put my shoe back on and I start walking. And then all of a sudden, every like, I don't know, 10 yards or so, my knee starts buckling. My knee starts buckling. Mm. I was like, guys, something is something is wrong. It doesn't hurt, but it's not stable. Um, so eventually we got to the point where we had to like climb up all this stuff and I just couldn't do it. Oh. So I had to pull myself out. So it was my first DNF. My first did not finish or do not finish or whatever it is. Um, Pulled it off, went, um, got my um, myself checked out, and I have no ACL in my right leg. Mm. <laughs> it totally snapped. I said, well, why doesn't it hurt? He said, well, because it's not there. He's oh. like, it hurts. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not there. So it just snapped. Oh, my um, God. Totally snapped. He's like, that's why it hurt and then stopped hurting because it, it doesn't exist. So I had to go to physical therapy, um, start working on that. Um, and I was going to get surgery. And basically, I, I did a bunch of research. And I'm doing the things that that all runners do where you don't want to give up running and have that three months where yeah. you're you're in recovery or six months or however long he I don't know he told me an absurd amount of time so I said no I'm gonna wait do I really need to so I was running a little bit after after I gone through physical therapy with a brace and building up my strength and um so yeah I still haven't gotten it fixed I'm still running on no ACL <laughs> so I think uh that's uh that's really my goal is not to re-injure myself so I, I when I fell on Saturday I don't know if it was my knee giving out and I didn't notice it gave out or I don't know if I stepped wrong. Um, I also on Thanksgiving Eve this year fell off a bar stool um, <laughs> and twisted my ankle and was in a boot for like a month. Oh, so man. I don't know. I went through all of dopey training without injuring myself. And then ever since I did my marathon, I've done nothing but injure myself. Get injured. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so my goal now is to rebuild my speed. I've gotten pretty fast or fast for me. Um, so I want to get that back up again. 
Um, like I said, quarantine has put me in a state where I've gained way too much weight. So now I'm trying to get some of that off again. So I feel better when I run. Um, but I'm running shorter distances and um, just building my speed. So I've got some speed goals, which is usually it's not normal for me. Mm-hmm. Usually it's a distance goal. Um, so right now I'm doing that that road runner thing that you guys said. Um, but you, it's funny because you guys have like moved away from that. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, I can be faster if I like yeah. actually work and do something. Like I was like, the more I run, the faster I'll get. Well, that's not how it works. No, <laughs> yeah, no not at all. Oh, yeah. nope. And that's how I was treating it. I was like, I'm doing all these miles. I'm running all this. I'm doing all this running. I don't understand why I'm not getting mm-hmm. faster. Um, and it's because I wasn't doing like speed work or anything to like make myself faster. Yeah. So now I'm doing things to actually make myself faster. But that's really where I am. Um. Right now, I've signed up for a few virtual runs. Um, Baltimore Women's Classic went virtual. So the city went virtual this year. Um, a couple girlfriends and I are going to do the Wonder Woman virtual race and nice. dress in costume and just do that on the streets of Baltimore. So we'll see how that goes. That um, sounds fun. Wonder Woman costumes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you won't get any yeah. weird looks at all on the streets of no. Baltimore. Not at all. Shouldn't, nah. shouldn't be weird. Shouldn't be weird. Totally but. fine. <laughs> well that's awesome so that's, that's yeah that's my my running journey it's it's you know it, it i don't even know what what else to say about it 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 sucks some days and it's awesome other days and that's running <laughs> yeah pretty much that amen is. amen to that <laughs> yeah, yeah. that is a great way to wrap that up perfect summation perfect yep all right Thanks, Diana, for all of that. We love getting to know all of our hosts, and we can't wait to uh, finally hear from the boys. It was the girls' turn first. Next up, we'll hear from the guys. We're going to move into the Would You Rather segment, though, right now. Last week, we asked uh, the question about whether or not you would rather be smelly or you would rather be a braggart. We posted the poll on our Instagram and our Facebook. We got lots of great feedback. Uh, We had 29 votes on Facebook. 12 said that they wanted to be smelly, while 17 people said that they would be braggy. On Instagram, we had only five votes. Guys, we'll have to get that up. Uh, Four wanted to be (laughs) braggy. One wanted to be smelly. In the end, we had a total of 62% braggy and 38% are smelly. I don't think smelly is that bad. Like after having a couple weeks to think about it and hearing all the arguments, I think I, I think I said braggy on the show or maybe I was undecisive on the yeah. show. Um, but right now I'm feeling like if I was hot and sweaty, I would deal with that. Not hot temperature wise. Like if it, if it was like hot to look at. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christy said that she doesn't really like to brag. Uh, but she smells bad after running. I can't even stand when she's sorry, when she smells bad after she runs, she can't stand to be around herself. So she would have to start bragging. Uh, Amy says that she wants to know how this question cross references with the last one. Because last <laughs> week, we were totally fine with running with poopy butts. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, sure, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Matt 
told us he was concerned about anyone who would choose to be smelly, uh, which got a very strong response from my friend Amanda, who said that uh, bragging makes her extremely uncomfortable and she'd rather smell for the rest of her life than (laughs) have anyone say to her, oh God, oh no, here she comes again. (laughs) Uh, That's a really quick summary of what she put out there. On my Facebook, she had posted that uh, the question was making her really uncomfortable. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) she was definitely going with Smelly because uh, we all know how she feels about bragging. We have a couple friends of ours or people in our life who brag about everything. And um, I agree with her. It's it's actually not that great when you go on Facebook and someone's just bragging about themselves constantly. Uh, And that triggered an entire conversation on my Facebook between some of our triathlon friends. Uh, And I think for the most part, all of them wanted to smell, which really confused me. But I think that their plan was just to hang out with themselves. They were just going to create a small group of them. And then that was it. So if they don't have to do anything else, and they can only be around each other, then who cares if you all smell because you're all smell together. I feel oh, like it's that's a smart a good, plan. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. I'm almost that's thinking true. like we should also see like what the correlation to like introverts versus extroverts is. Oh, good point. Because like <laughs> if point. an introvert is like, I don't, if I'm smelly, good because I don't have to be around people where I would literally die if I wasn't around people. Yeah, I mean, my friend Jen was like, well, can I just preference, preface it? Like, I'm sorry guys that I smell like this, but this is just how I'm supposed to smell for the next five years. I was like, no, you I can't, there's no so, prefacing. No. This is yeah. just like a thing that like happens. Like you just walk yeah, into a room and you smell. A, there's no self-awareness of it. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. All right. So, well, this week's, uh, there's no smelling this week. I don't believe if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. No, no smell. <laughs> so, all right. We have our two choices. Uh, there's no benefit to either of these this week. Uh, you don't become super hot and sexy. You don't become a good runner. You just got to choose one and you're stuck with it. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> okay. so choice one is that each time you run a race you're hit by at least one snot rocket there's also a two percent chance it will hit you in the face <laughs> no matter wow. what you, no matter what you do you are unable to avoid this but you do not contract any illness because of it so there is that oh, caveat God. um <laughs> But you have snot on you. Hey, look, it could hit you in the foot. Uh, there's oh, only two... Just the consistency. <laughs> there's only oh, 2% God. chance it hits you in the face. I'm just saying. All right. Or that's only during races. Or during every single post-run shower, you come to the startling realization that you have chafed a random part of your body. It It's random, but it causes an extreme stinging Every single post run uh, post run shower. There's no scarring or permanent damage. You don't get like calloused nipples or anything. <laughs> uh, you know, it could be your butt cheek gets chafed. It could be your armpit. I mean, who knows? It could be anything. It's random. But every single time I get into every, the shower, at, no, every single post run shower, every single one. Whereas the snot rocket is only every race. So if you run like five races a year, it's really unlikely that you're going to get hit in the face with a snot rocket yeah i run a lot i run races less i think i feel the snot rocket is gonna have to be my choice this time because i mean i run like five days a week i can't like i don't want to feel the burn of a chafe every like five days a week well i mean you could get hit in the face with a big snot rocket but there's only two percent chance of that happening so i mean every single race yeah 
if we're talking like I run 10 races. Oh, that's true. That's true. Then it might only happen once. Or none. Yeah. Or none. Most likely it won't happen at all. Yeah. See? I mean, <laughs> I can deal with a snot rocket on my foot or my arm, I think. So, Aaron, your team's snot rocket. Yeah, I mean, are we talking about like big, chunky, like thick snot rockets? It's random. It's all random. (laughs) It's also the most satisfying thing if you you shoot at a snot rocket when you're running. I'll tell you. Maybe it's Tom's. (laughs) What if it gets caught in your hair? Oh, God. You should should be so That's really gross. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, you've had a strong reaction every single time. I'm telling you, um, I'm definitely a team snot rocket. Just from a numbers game perspective. <laughs> Just statistically speaking, it's St- a yeah, better. Statistically, yeah. yeah, I'm all about the snot rocket. Oh, it's so gross. Like the idea of a snot rocket, like it, like I'm like getting sick to my stomach right now, like thinking about it and like imagining it on my body. <laughs> Plus I'm like, I'm like a bigger girl. Right. So like every time I run, I chafe, honestly, like it's new and exciting places. Every run, um, where I'm going to chafe, like a couple weeks ago, I was like, Oh, I've developed some back fat. That's going to chafe now. So <laughs> that's where I am, where I'm chafing pretty much after every run anyway. So let's just keep it going. It stings for a minute and then it's fine. <laughs> oh, there you go. Really? Okay. Mm. It's not just a minute for me. When I chafe, it's bad. Like that, that, like even this weekend, like when I had something on my leg, it just like that burn. It just, you don't even want to like get in the shower. I feel like I'd rather I'd rather have that than <laughs> any a, part of snot rocket than touching a, me. Than a st- random stranger's snot rocket hitting you. No, because like, uh, imagine it like it's... makes me gag if I see someone doing it. <laughs> Thick and mucusy. Yeah, oh, I hate Big it. It's like in the in it. it's yellow or green. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. hopefully it's not like a Silence of the Lambs scenario. But you you said you don't get sick from it, so I mean. Oh, it's still gross. Yeah, you don't contract any communicable diseases. From yeah, it, so I mean, so, if yeah. it's big or thick or yellow, then at least yeah. you're not going to get. Oh God! <laughs> All right, All right. That'll do. That'll do. Wait, Michael, did you did you answer? I don't answer. I just create. The... Oh, you don't answer. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't have to answer because I come up with them. <laughs> That's right. That's like... right. I feel like you answered last time. He did. I we may made have. Him. We made him last time. I may have. <laughs> we made him. We actually did not come to an agreement this time, though. Tom and I are Team Snot Rocket. True. Diana true. is Team Chafe. All right. So we'll post that again <laughs> on our social this week. Stranger Snot Rocket or Random Chafe? Yes. You let us know how you feel about it. Make sure you comment and let us know why you choose what you do. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, at the end of each episode, we want to make sure that we share something good with you, uh, something that we enjoy. It can be a new beer we've tried, something we've watched on television, an experience that we've had, or really anything that we feel like sharing. So, um, Michael, why don't you get us kicked off this week? I'm going to kick off to a classic that I started watching again this week on Stars randomly, and that is the... Dr. David Hasselhoff vehicle, Knight Rider. Oh, my God. Um, Mr. Hasselhoff is maybe the most macho man that's ever walked the face of the planet. Uh, And Knight Rider is like his apex of machismo. 
and I feel like it's an amazing show, and it, uh, I have a new appreciation for it. I mean, I'm going to start wearing leather jackets and rolling up the sleeves. That's oh everywhere. <laughs> everywhere I go. Yeah. All just, I know is that I all I hear is Mr. Feeney. I was going to say, Mr. Feeney's the car, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we listen to it, and all I hear is Mr. Feeney. <laughs> Wait, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World? Yes. 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 He's I, the car. He's I kit. just learned that. Yeah, he was actually at the time he was on St. Elsewhere. He was like the oh, main doctor yeah. on the episode mm-hmm. St. Elsewhere. Yes, but as a 90s kid. Yeah. <laughs> Boy Meets World is where it's at. Yeah. So Night Rider is my something good. So for me, um I've been thinking about this just this this we're we're all re- other than Michael, we're all relatively new to the whole podcast world. Um uh, and one of the podcasts that really got me into podcasts in general was this podcast called <laughs> The Dollop. It's not a tickling podcast. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Dollop, and um, it's a it's a comedy slash history podcast. Um, I think they're up into the four hundred plus episode yeah. mark. Um, it's two guys. It's Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds, and basically how it goes is one of them. Dave will read, will pick and read a story from history um, to Gareth and Gareth has no idea what he's about to read. So it's just Dave reading some ridiculous piece of history and Gareth um, reacting to it and their chemistry and the way that they rip riff off of each other um, really got me into liking podcasts. And, and so that kind of started me on this whole podcast hmm. journey um, so yeah, it's called The Dollop, and I highly recommend it. Uh, for me this week, I'll recommend another podcast uh, called 70 Millimeter. Uh, it's a podcast about movies, which I know they're rare, but they're out there. These three guys uh, are doing it right. Uh, Tom mentioned uh, Michael's new, not new to the podcast world. These are some of his friends uh, that started this podcast. Uh, every week they review a specific movie, uh, but they're just three friends, kind of like the way that we kind of chat about running. They kind of chat about movies. So they talk about you know what they're watching this week, and then they kind of dive into their main topic of whatever movie that they're going to review. Uh, they're super fun. Uh, you can tell that they're really good friends and the... <laughs> the love that they have for movies and then the love that they have for each other. It's just super strong. (laughs) (laughs) So they're super fun to listen to. Uh, Their voices are very soothing (laughs) because they've been doing it for so long. So there's no ums or likes or any of that stuff. That's because slim edits. (laughs) (laughs) Just give the credit. (laughs) Right? Just give the credit. um, With the whole quarantine thing, I kind of fell off listening to podcasts. So I uh, have been back to work. I've been listening to them a little bit more again. So I binged about nine episodes this past week uh, of them. Uh, And this week, surprisingly, they gave us a nice little shout out. Uh, Michael gave some feedback on one of uh, their episodes and then they gave uh, the Will Run For a uh, little shout out. So I just wanted to shout them out since I've been enjoying them all week. Uh, I think I might have actually, after I said nine to them, I listened to another two episodes. So I'm on episode 11 for a one week period. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, I was pretty behind. I think that they have like 20 ish episodes. And I listened to them when they first came out in January. And then March, I just stopped because I wasn't listening to podcasts that much anymore. 
Yeah, so. it's hard because you're not driving. You're like not in the car anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my main vehicle for getting for getting podcasts. My media. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, for me, my something good this week is Hysteria Brewing out of Columbia, Maryland. So just wanted to give a shout out to the guys and girls there, especially Tyler. Um, he's rocking and rolling. So they actually just reopened for uh, outdoor seating. Um, they're bringing a bunch of new beer. Uh, Space Panda, just phenomenal. They've got a new beer called F Yeah. Um, that's their whole hashtag is hashtag F Yeah. E-F-F, yeah. <laughs> um, and that just comes from Tyler. He's like one of the greatest humans I've ever met. Just so funny, so great, knows so much about beer, but he doesn't swear, unlike myself. So um, <laughs> he says F yeah, it's not ironic. It's it's just him being Tyler. Um, or I just spew profanity. Um, but they make great stuff. It's a great vibe. Um, really cool beer, really cool people. Um, I know you can get them in most liquor stores here in Maryland. So if you're local, check them out and, uh, yeah, drink some beer. Yeah. So I'll definitely second that shout out to hysteria brewing. Um, they're one of our favorites and we will definitely, um, include links to all of our recommendations in our show notes. So you'll be able to find out more information about them. Um, but that really wraps up this episode. Please be sure to tag us on Facebook and Instagram using the at will run for podcast and the hashtag for your stories and photos with hashtag will run for podcast. So we can continue to build this community. Um, also please don't forget to visit our Facebook and tell us what you're running for. We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment. Um, you can also email us will run for podcast at gmail.com. And then as always look for a new episode every other Monday. Um, we really hope you subscribe and leave us reviews, five-star reviews um, on, you know, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, and so this is Tom for Aaron, Diana, and Michael saying thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. See ya.